This is Jeff Billard, and you're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. All better audio. We're not just good. We're all better. Attention. This is a production from the 4077. Making audio sound all better. That is all. From the personal journals of Erasmus Faustus Jr. Doc Faustus and the Frankenstein Factory. Tonight's episode, Evil Wears Cheap Perfume. What has gone on before? After the assault of a terror of the netherworld into their own headquarters, the forces of good in the person of Doc Faustus and the Secret Six have gathered to launch yet another foray into the depths of the lands of evil. The five scientists enter the lab to see Doc and the lanky black man they called MTB working feverishly over some artifacts. Maitland Terhune Begone worked in the lab as well as any of them, but his real ballywick was history and anthropology. Matt could also make any object you picked up and tossed to him into a deadly weapon. He once stopped a fleeing robber by slashing his Achilles tendon with a playing card. Right now, he and Doc were studying the remains of the penthouse's intruder. It was something like trying to analyze wet tissue that had been covered in glue and then blown up. Bagone was raising a sheet of something slimy and gray at the ends of a pad of forceps. He was moving the matter from the floor to a container. When he finished the move, he dropped the tool and slipped on the lid. Doc looked into the microscope. Hmm. There is human tissue, but there is also vegetable and some mineral. They had all soon taken a look. Dangest thing I've ever seen, Doc. This thing was... Created, and not the only one, if I get my guess. The crew was nervous. Mary Jane fiddled with the sword in her hand. Suddenly, a red light over the doorway flashed forebodingly. The limo was here. Where are we flying? Very possibly into hell itself. Doc Faustus and the Secret Science Six rushed to the elevator that would take them to the beginning of a new and terrifying journey. The start of an adventure, the likes of which they had never encountered before, though they had seen nearly every peril the known world had to offer. Where did this monster that vanished come from? What was its purpose? And did it have others of its kind to threaten the civilized world? Cedar City vested under a blanket of sooty cloud that blinked only when the furnace fires belched out of towering chimneys. No other lights were visible from the foothills in the distance. No street light pierced the gloomy veil. No headlights burrowed under the charcoal-colored mists that hugged every building, surrounded every dead tree, and loomed over the heads of all those who never dared to be out on the streets after dark. 
not that the day was that much better. Cedar City had lost all industry a year ago. That was when the works opened. The jobs dropped away like gloves from a stripper. Within a month, every other business was having trouble keeping their doors open. Within two months, the works was the only functioning factory, store, or business of any kind still existent within the city limits. Now, there were a couple of minor officials in City Hall, three cops, a phone operator, and five employees of the works still around. Rennie Field was one of those five employees. His head did not rest on easy shoulders. The little man had been the boss's number two guy until the number one was in a fire a month ago. His uneasy laugh made all those around him uncomfortable, but none was as skittish as he was. That was wrong. He had been in the gangster business and was not unhappy there. He had busted skulls. He had sold protection. He had even shot a couple of rivals. That was the business. What was going on here was something else entirely. Walking down the moon-dark shadow that had once been the street, Rennie found he was grinding his teeth again, and that would give him a headache, not a face to show the boss. He fished into his pocket and pulled out the tin full of aspirins, and without hesitation threw them all into his mouth. The granite face was carved with the mammoth letters that spelled Body Works, from back when this was a real factory, and what came out of it was something a man could point to with pride as the fruit of his labor. The flames erupted from the giant smokestacks, and the smell swept down the canyons of the dead city. His hand moved to his nose, and his teeth ground again. Then it began, as it always did after the flames. Rennie Field knew how long they would go on, until exactly midnight would those agonies plead. Then a new batch would be pulled from the vats. Two hours after that, they would begin screaming. Another day as number one in the inferno. What awaited our heroes here in the pit of suffering known as Cedar City? What challenge would they confront? Find out in Chapter 4, The Boss. Doc Faustus and the Frankenstein Factory. Chapter 3, Evil Wears Cheap Perfume. Was written by C. Wayne Owens and produced by Victor Aurelius. It starred Julian Bain as Doc Faustus. Matt Weller as Mike McAvoy. Carrie Michael Ayers as Baxter Platt. Gary Scales as MTB. 
Wayne Haywood as James Jesse, C. Wayne Owens as Rennie Field, and Victor Aurelius as the narrator. Music by Kevin McLeod. Copyright C. Wayne Owens, The Fordo 77th, and All Better Audio 2017. Visit our website at the4077th.blogspot.com. This has been an All Better Audio production. This production was stitched together by, by the 4077. Make the audio sound all better. Hey, Billy, why do you look so down? Aw, Dad, I got a computer, a PlayStation, and a barn full of iguanas, and I'm still bored. (sighs) Gee, Billy, when I was your age, I would read lots of stories in pulp magazines. Oh, with stories of weird adventure and fantasy, horror, satire, and lots of action. Wow, that sounds great, Dad. Yeah, I sure wish there was something like that right now. <laughs> there is Daddy-O! Who are you? I'm Dr. Mary Von Rocksprocket, host of the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, and now there's... Yeah? Twisted Pulp Magazine! <laughs> What's that, Doctor? Why, it is a return to greatness! Available on all your digital devices! That is what it is! Look! looks awesome! Exciting and, dare I say it, very unwholesome. You definitely have that right, my good man. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Mary. My pleasure, Billy. And just between you and me, I am not sure that this man is really your father. Bye. Dad? Uh, just read your Twisted Pulp magazine, Billy. Twisted Pulp magazine! Available in dark alleyways behind meth labs everywhere or at digitalvaudeville.com. That is D I G I T A L V A U D E V I L L E.com. 